Welcome to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. So, hey, everybody. Um, good to see you. This is Jay Nathan. I've got Christy Falterusso and Jeff, my partners in crime, here with me. Uh, we're doing our weekly Q&A podcast. And actually, it's been a little less Q&A lately than it has been, like, pick a fun topic and just riff on it for a little bit and have people comment. So if you're, uh, if you're on the live stream, it's good to see you guys. We're on LinkedIn Live here. Uh, would love if you um, – Having an interest in this uh, topic that we're going to be talking about today, this will, we also put this on our podcast every week. So if you haven't subscribed to that, it's Gain, Grow, Retain uh, podcast. You can get it anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts pretty much. And then um, uh, if you haven't joined the Gain, Grow, Retain customer success leadership community, do that as well, gaingrowretain.com. Uh, so today we wanted to talk about something that, so Jeff and I have been working on this at Higher Logic, and Christy's been working on something very similar uh, at IntelliShift, her company. Um, but it's something we're calling, uh, in me and Jeff's world, we're calling it the customer uh, communications clearinghouse. In Christie's world, it's customer communications clearing committee. So it doesn't matter. It's all C's, either 4C or 3C's. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, a, it's a framework by which we're, we're, we're trying to create some semblance of uh, structure around all the various engagements that we're having with our customers from a communication perspective, whether it's product, whether it's uh, support, whether it's education, whether it's uh, webinars and sort of best practices, just putting a framework around all of that. So it's, it's honestly been a little bit of a uh, somewhat of a, like a brain teaser type of challenge for Jeff and I. Christy, you probably figured it out a lot faster than we did because you're smart. Well, I didn't have a name. I, I stole the name. Once I stole your name, it all came together for me. So. <laughs> Everything needs a name. Like we were just talking about that. Everything needs a name. So these, this is why we've named it because people will buy into things if you name them. Uh, well, we believe that. Um, so anyway, so we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but if you're, if you're doing anything in your company relative to how you're managing the, the communications with your, uh, customers, we'd love to hear about it. So chat with us and we'll, we'll bring it in. Uh, we'll bring it in as we go. And what's up, Nathan Crane. Good, good to hear from you, uh, already. So, all right. So who wants to lead off? Jeff, do you want to talk about what we're doing at Higher Logic? Actually, why don't we go ladies first? Well, actually I was going to say, why don't we, before we get into solutioning this problem, why don't we describe yeah, what the problem looks like, right? Like let's yeah. give people the visual because then they're going to feel our pain and they're going to yeah. want to solve the problem that they probably haven't even realized that they have. Yes. Um, so why don't you even tell them like why you started? I can kind of riff and add some ideas to that, but I think that's a better way to kick off. Perfect. Well, yeah, that's, I love this. True customer success, true, you know, true in form and in style. So we have been here now eight weeks and there's been two efforts that we launched. So one was an executive listening tour. So Jay, our chief executive officer, our chief product officer went and had customer conversations with about 50 customers. Subsequently, I went and did a customer experience, customer experience listening tour with about another additional 20. So we'll say 70 or 80 customer calls in the first eight weeks. And so for us, what we felt like we heard was um, that our customers felt like there were multiple companies communicating with them, right? They didn't feel like it was one higher logic. They felt like there were um, kind of silos of information that the style was different, that they would hear about some things and not others. And so I think the picture that started forming for me was listening to that from customers and starting to think about, okay, <clears throat> okay, what are all the departments? What are all the types of communications, right? And just to, I mean, Jay just mentioned them all, but you've got product, you have customer education, you have a customer success manager, you have our customer marketing function, you've got uh, webinars, podcasts, like whatever, else, like so many that are going out. And again, when I started to kind of peel back the onion, there were great things that we were doing internally. Um, and I think all we were looking for was how can we start centralizing this so that we're all on the same page and all working from the same talking points? Because I think, again, we all inherently wanted to go make the customer successful. We wanted to be there to be helpful. 
And um, I think we were just all going about it in slightly different ways. So for me, it was listening to our customers talk about this fragmented um, experience they were having, listening to kind of multiple companies that they felt like they were talking to. Uh, I'm sure Jay can give some color on some of the you know discussions that he was involved in. And so for me, I think that came clear as the picture of saying, okay, how do we just start to rally and align internally uh, some sort of function that we can then kind of disperse the right information through the right channels. Um, and that's kind of my early story. But Jay, what would you add? Can I add one thing? Yeah. I think the other thing we found is that the messages weren't making it all the way out to the customer base, right? So we, we were maybe sending an email or two about a, a pretty important topic. And then we'd find that a large percentage of those customers hadn't heard the thing that we were trying to communicate. So in my estimation, we were underutilizing all the channels that we have available to us, right? It's not just email. In fact, it shouldn't be just email, right? You've got in-product notifications, you've got email, you've got, we have a customer community, we have all the stuff, Jeff just listed a lot of these things, right? But there's so many different channels that you can, you can drive this stuff out on to make sure that your message is being heard. Oh, gosh, just- I have to add one more pain point to that. So you guys listed a lot. A pain point that was a real trigger for me, we weren't communicating at all. We've been doing so many great things and because we didn't have the proper processes in place, things weren't going out at all, right? And so I'm talking about big things like product things, important, really valuable nuggets of information that should have been properly disseminated just weren't. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the trigger for me. It's like, how have we not been talking about all this stuff? Um, And so that obviously coupled with probably many of the other pain points you guys have listed, the real driver for me is lack of communication. Yeah. I'll add another, now I like this pain point train for a minute just because it's, it's triggering things for me. But I think to your point too, right there, uh, as you, as we started to come in and learn about the product, right, there's so many valuable areas of our product and things that customers could be doing and should be doing. And that's another area too, where it's like, you know, uh, we might've communicated to that, to them upfront about that. Maybe they got that during the implementation cycle. And then we just haven't come back around to, to, you know, give that message. We haven't segmented the the customers in some of these sub segments where you can run some of these campaigns towards them. So like, that's another one that, that we thought of too, is like, Hey, there are like, why aren't we using some of these valuable parts of the platform? And it's like, well, we told them about it during onboarding and then, you know, it's seven months later and they're not using it. And so, you know, there's only so much that we can do on the customer success side, you know, and kind of no fault, right? It's just how do we, how do we start to make this a harmonious loop where we can continue to, to make sure we're pushing the right message to the right customer at the right time. So I got one more little pain point I'll highlight as well. So one of the other things that was a real trigger for me, um, and this was kind of like the follow-up on that loop, which I like that you described. So when we do push out content, there's a follow-up to that content, right? So I'll give you the example of our webinars. We launched customer webinars earlier this year. We've had five really successful. We do one a month. They're very product focused for our customer base to help drive awareness and adoption. But we have the webinar. Folks attend or don't attend, right? But even the folks that register, we don't do any proper follow-up in, like we do immediate follow-up, right? Because everyone does the immediate follow-up. But a month from now, 60 days from now, like you've adopted, like you attend this webinar. Have I gone to go look at the data in the platform to go see if you've been using it? Like, have you applied what you've learned? And then like, how do you use that as a campaign and continuous messaging, right? Like, so take that one product message from the webinar and then how do you target that audience via a campaign in 30, 60, 90, and 120 days to make sure they really got value from that? Um, and so those were other just kind of motions. And so it doesn't need to be specific to webinars, right? It could be any content, but like building a campaign, even off of that initial communication where there is value that you can continue to kind of push out. Yeah, that's Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, say I'm amazing. And that's so on. Yes, that was a great <laughs> point. Um, no, but that, this is where I also start to think this becomes, um, I was saying this earlier before we hopped on here, this is where I think the art and science starts to come together, right? Cause you can, there are so many, um, automation, you know, 
automation data can go so far, it can do so many amazing things, but this is also where I think some of the art comes in with, hey, just to your point, Christy, maybe like, maybe instead of that outreach after they attend a webinar and maybe adopt a certain feature, like maybe instead of that being an automated from a campaign, like that's one of those moments where you actually have a CSM go back in and drive that home, right? So this is where like the customer journey, I just feel like has, people say the customer journey and it becomes like this confusing nebulous thing. And I think it's because there is this art and science that you have to marry up with what's the right level of technology and uh, automation that's coming into play with how are we getting our, our uh, you know, human capital involved at the right times to, to drive home the, like the fact that we're trying to achieve these outcomes. But I love that point. Like every, what I just wrote down for us to go think about in our clearinghouse is every interaction and engagement around a, a certain webinar, email, something should have a, an actual outcome that we're looking to achieve from that one specific communication. And until that happens, we need to have a follow-up uh, and close the loop moment. This is, this is like hitting on a huge nerve for me. And I think it's, it's, it's something that is super common in a lot of SaaS companies. Do you know how much money that we spend? And I'm just speaking for higher logic, but I know how much money do all of our companies spend on engineering resources to go build the next thing into our product, whether it's an infrastructure thing, whether it's a feature, whether like so much money goes into engineering our products. And a lot of times when we release stuff, it's like a tree falling in the woods. Nobody can hear it. Right. And so I, I love what you guys are saying about results. And I think it's a problem that, that very distinct problem that we were having is like, how do we rally around the outcomes we want from the product releases? And if, if we're not getting people to adopt and take advantage of those things, how many times have you heard in a cancellation? I think you've talked about this before, Christy. Well, we're leading because you don't have X, Y, and Z. And they're like, we do have X, Y, and Z. You just don't know about it, right? So it's that. I'll add one more thing and then let's talk about what we're doing. The other thing that I don't think we are, are personally doing enough yet, and we're changing this very, very quickly, is we're not highlighting enough customer success stories. We're not putting the customer enough on a pedestal. And with a lot of these communication channels, we have an opportunity to say, hey, so-and-so over here is doing something really, really well. Let's just have them come in and talk about it because it's going to mean more if they talk about it than if we talk about it anyway. So really getting aligned on that. That's where our community comes into play and some of the other things that we do outside of our product with the customer success team really basically surface those things to, the, to this group so that we can actually make a lot of noise with them and, and provide help to people, just like we try to do in the customer success world. So, all right. So, Christy, why don't you jump in and tell us how you're going to structure yours. And just the backup for those just joining us, we're talking about customer communications clearinghouse kind of framework where it's a cross-functional team where you can manage the ongoing calendar of communications with your customers to make sure you're getting the right results from all that work that you're doing. So go ahead, Christy, jump in. How are yep, you doing? So, I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, stole your name, altered it a little bit. So um, we're calling ours the four C's, which is the, our customer communication clearing committee. Um, and so this is a group of individuals, cross-functional stakeholders um, at all different levels, right? So it's not even just one person from product, right? We've got product marketing, we've got product, like our, our product lead, we've got somebody from engineering, um, all, all different roles across the business to be a part of this group. And what we've done is we've actually kind of, we're coming together now, this is a new motion for us. And the whole intention here is to make sure that we've got the right folks to think about what we're doing, when we're doing it, what needs to be communicated to whom, how, and when. Um, and then, so what we've started to do is actually just compile a list of, okay, well, what are all those communication um, mechanisms, right? So whether that be email, we'll, we'll get into all the details of all the different types, right? But like figuring out ownership across all the mechanisms, um, who's going to own kind of messaging, whether that needs to be, you know, somebody from product and marketing. So like somebody who owns all these different things. And then we've built, we're trying to build out the process of like, okay, something comes in. What does that look like with this group of individuals? And then what does that output look like? So we're in early stages and we'll kind of riff on some of the ideas and get more tactical about it. But you know, the, the framework is there. 
Who's, who's running it, Christy? That would be me. Um, so for right now, that, that's me. Um, I, I mean, I have the most exposure to our customer base, so it makes the most sense for us today that that's something I'm spearheading. Ideally, listen, I think a future state, I'd love to remove myself as the owner of that. And I see somebody maybe like my uh, customer operations manager taking point as kind of driving and owning that as part of her remit. But right now, just given where we are and the level of sophistication we've got across all of our teams and organization, I think it's best that I drive that until I can pass that baton. I love that. Yeah. So we, we have a very similar structure early on. What I would say that's slightly different in how we're going about this right now is um, we're not going as broad as you right at the beginning. So we're focused initially just trying to get um, one person uh, who leads our customer marketing function. We've got our account management lead, our customer success lead, and uh, two people who play a role in our strategic services. And then we've got a product lead who's probably going to be pulled into that. And so we're trying to keep it kind of concentrated at the beginning as we define the structure and we define some of these cadences, but almost exactly how you think about it. Um, there's kind of a couple of things that I see starting to happen where we're actually getting ready to finalize some of our customer journey work. So I see this team helping us to kind of look at that content and where it's going out. And then our, for the most part, a lot of our customer operations team will be going to, you know, handle where those communications go. We've got Gainsight as well. So trying to make that happen. Um, then we're gonna have the one-off campaigns that potentially need to happen. So we're gonna do some data analysis. We're gonna find off what, what, what are those triggers? What are some of those campaigns that are gonna run? Um, and then we're gonna have almost like an intake. I love the way you said this too. Like we're almost gonna have a form that you fill, you fill out and say, here's the, here's the message I need to get across to our customers. Give us some description about it. And then this clearinghouse is thinking kind of about those three types of communications at any given moment uh, to try and figure out like, you know, are we saying the right thing to customers? Are we overbearing? You know, do we have too many messages going out? When do we sequence these things? So maybe two or three things I'm working on right now to try and get is uh, more of a calendar view right now, just what's, what is currently going out today. And we're just going to look at the next three months, maybe to the end of the year. And we're just going to start to get a calendar. Everyone's going to have access to that. We'll, you know, we'll figure out some sort of, some sort of color coding. We'll, we'll drop it down by segment, things like that. That's number one. Number two is this standardization of uh, what I'm thinking of as like a communications brief. So for any communication that's going out to our customers, there should be an attached communications brief that basically has a succinct one page, what's happening, why it's happening, what are our talking points? Um, and then every team who's owning a channel should be referencing or going off of what that, you know, what that says. So, uh, you know, you, you make your adaptation for what that needs to be an email, you make your adaptation with what that means in product, but it's all based off this communications brief. And then the, the third thing um, is a little bit of what we showed you before, which is this, um, at least at a high level, like how do we start socializing this across the organization and get the message across that we're going to be doing these programs and just have some sort of visual representation for our team internally to say, hey, we're not crazy. Like there is this sequence of some things, like there's, this is how it all kind of fits together in kind of a pretty picture. So Jay, what would you add? Anything to that? I was gonna say, we do have an alternate name for it. You wanna tell them what the alternate name is? <laughs> Christy might like sure. it. It's, it's Operation Big Voice. It's like, let's use our full voice. Oh, to... did you get that? Did someone on LinkedIn drop that in? No, it's from a, so we have, a, uh, random side one of your note. other so, committees that you <laughs> so random side note is uh, higher logic used to have a frog as our main logo and a group of frogs is actually called an army so internally we've, we've used and referenced orange army a lot as like a way to rally our team right we're all together we're all one um, and so Jay and I when we first came in we're thinking of all these different you know how do we relate everything back to army and so Operation Big Voice or Big Voice means a loudspeaker on, a, on an army base. I was looking up army terms. Oh. And so we were trying to make it like Operation Big Voice because it's like an operation we're trying to run. So, Rats, I wish I, you guys would have told me that before I started planting seeds to this other name. I kind of like it better. 
All right, now I'm gonna riff on some other stuff. Oh, now I gotta go through rebranding. Oh, this is this is crazy. You can use it. You can use it. We'll accept royalties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what what else are you? How are you thinking about some of these channels, Christy? You're like, what are, what other things are you thinking about for your structure right now that might be interesting? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is like, so one of the things you mentioned was like this this brief and this form, and, and like I think it's fine for us to get a little tactical here because I think this is an interesting thing for people to figure out if this makes sense for their business. But yeah. why wouldn't you have the intake be? just the form instead of this also this briefing doc also like couldn't you just have some long fields that are required as part of like that or do you envision that being two different people and that's why there's this doc that's a separate motion like just trying to understand from your your how you're operationalizing this yeah so i think of i think for our organization at least right now what we're envisioning is that communications clearinghouse is going to have i don't want to call it the authority but they're going to have the buy-in to build the brief together so the reason why i'm thinking about those two things separately is um I want, I want there to be a kind of an intake and I want people, you know, for us to have a way to categorize and capture that stuff. But then we have our account management function, our customer success leader, right? We've got customer facing roles and I want them to be able to help shape what the narrative is. Um, and so that's why I'm thinking about them as different. But now the challenge that I'm already seeing that you're pointing out is like, that might just be too cumbersome, especially in the early going, like that might be creating too much friction for us to get to the end point. So maybe to your point, the way I should think about that is they like submit, submit it in the format that we already want. And then we just edit it together. We don't necessarily have to craft it from scratch. Um, now is the way I'm thinking about that. But how, how are you thinking about that big voice committee? Are they not necessarily coming up with the narrative and messaging together? So what we wanted to do is actually have like, there's, there's people, everyone, like you have representation across the, the org, right? But there's a few like core people that are, are there to produce what that message would sound like. And these are folks that are marketing functions, whether it's our marketing team or customer marketing, which resides under me, kind of them being the driver of like what that messaging looks like and then getting support and buy-in. So let's just say, we'll use an example that there is a product release, right? So product is going to say, hey, we've got this release coming up. We're going to need to communicate this. Obviously, we've also got our whole enablement and internal processes to support that, but we've got this communication that's going to need to go out to customers, right? So maybe somebody from product goes and fills out this form and it talks about like, what is the thing? So they'll select like product from a dropdown. What are, you know, timeline around when this messaging will need to go out. Who is it pertinent to? Is it end users? Is it executives, right? So help me understand like who, who should this messaging be going out to? Who's it relevant to? Um, for them to give me kind of like an overview of like, well, what's happened? Why is this important? Their view yeah. on like, you know, what's changed things, just like any information they can provide, right? And so we'd have a form submission that allows us to capture all of that. That form would then be disseminated. Anybody who's part of this like big voice committee or this clearinghouse, whatever, would get that. So they'd all be able to see it, but we've got two or three main drivers or kind of owners of that. So they're the recipients of the form and they need to take the initial action, which is now to determine, okay, now that we know what's going on, we've got this initial information. Before we even figuring out what that message needs to be and start crafting the content, we're going to have them figure out what are the appropriate channels, right? So now this is where we've got that full pick list of all of these, these channels and mechanisms that we can go push them out through they're going to select which ones are the most appropriate. Now it could be one, two, three, it could be all of them, right? If it's something really massive that we want to get out there everywhere. So they're going to figure out the appropriate channels. There's a channel owner because from a technology standpoint, there might be somebody who's actually tactically executing it, right? Yep. But the content comes from these like core three people. So once they've determined those mechanisms, they're going to create the copy that would be appropriate for each of those. So it could be in-app messaging, which might be a hundred words. could be an email, which might be 500 words, right? Like obviously I'm exaggerating, but yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to write the copy that's appropriate for each of those channels because they know that it's different. And then once they've gone and done that, they're going to then surface this back up to the committee and say, Hey guys, here, this is what has to go out. Please just like give your approval, right? Is, is this on brand? Does this match the intent? Do we have it going out to the right people, right? Like is everything that we have good to go? Here's our timeline. And assuming that everyone kind of says, yes, it's a go, which is minimal effort, right? To go and approve this thing. We shouldn't have any blockers. We're not for the level of the things that we're doing, this shouldn't be a problem in our company and our size. 
Yeah. But once you get approvals, right, like then it's just then everyone goes to the appropriate tools. They've got the copy and just kind of make that happen. Um, and then the, again, we've got mechanisms in place to go and ha- help us track like consumption of that, right? Engagement with the content and stuff like that. So we'll be able to yeah. report back on how it's performed. But that's what we're thinking about initially. We might find after a while that less people want to be involved, right? Because they feel like, oh, okay, no, you know, everyone's got a good handle on it. Like we feel like things are swimming along. But right now, at least for the initial launch of this, we want more people to feel bought in and understand what's happening because we want them to feel good about it because it is, this is a new motion for us and we've not done anything this formal about our customer communication before and it's so important. Yeah, that's great. So um, Tom Kirikow asked, do you guys use a calendar to organize the recurring comms like newsletters, product releases, webinars, and then fill in the blanks? How often do you communicate to avoid missing the mark with the customer and also reducing the noise? So I think this is where Jeff's background is a, in marketing actually serves us really, really well. Um, but we are using like a Monday board for, for ours too. So Jeff, I don't know if you want to talk about that for a minute, how you think about it from a calendaring perspective, because, and luckily our marketing people that were already doing some of this that we just sort of latched onto and brought the entire weight of the customer team uh, into as well, we're already working in that way. So how does the, how do you think about the calendar piece of it, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to have to run, well, we will run a lot of this through like a Monday board so we can see it from a calendar, you know, looking out perspective. The other kind of, I don't know if you want to call this art or science or nuance to this is I think what we're going to have to start to look at is, um, is breaking down the customer segments, maybe based on where they are currently, right? So um, what I mean by that is like, maybe we have a customer who just signed and they're it's still in onboarding. And so maybe there's like a mechanism we're not pushing out messages to them because we don't want to confuse that onboarding flow, right? We've got some customer journey type mechanisms and flows in place. And so to me, I think that's where we're going to have to come up with um, just some ways that we're uh, sequencing that message and trying to come up with how that kind of fits in um, and making sure we want them to get that message at that same time or not, uh, or maybe it goes later. Maybe it's delayed if you're in onboarding or if you're in a flow already. So I think we're going to have to work out some of those kinks as we go. Um, And it's going to, again, I think part of the way I think we're thinking about this Monday board as well is, um, one thing, Christy, I'd add to what you're doing is uh, what I'm trying to commit to right now, and now I'm saying this publicly, so I think I have to go do it, is we have an internal community for our um, employees at HireLogic. And so my goal is from this program is every Friday to give an update of what's coming up in the next week. So, hey, we're going to be pushing these messages to our customers next week. Kind of speak up now if you have something that we missed um, or if, if we're saying something we shouldn't, like, let's just get, and I want people to get into that flow. And I think this goes to your point, Christy, where we're kind, of, we're kind of starting small with this team um, because we want it to flow. We want to try and find the cadence. We want to try and figure out the rhythm, all that kind of stuff. But I also want the wider company to feel like they have a voice that they can interject, that they can feel like they can at any moment understand what's going to go out to customers. So this Monday board will help us kind of do that um, as well. But Chrissy, what, how are you thinking about some, some of this documentation aspect of like what's going out? Yeah, so we're, we, we're a Microsoft shop. So we'll be using MS Planner for this, which is similar to like Trello, but has the calendaring aspect of it, right? So all of our tasks and activities, the way that we're seeing this come through is like content development will obviously be like a part of like tasks and activities that we're tracking in there with timelines associated given the timelines that we've been asked to hold this against. Um, but then we'll also be able to see like the release of things, right? So similar to what you said, right? The color coding of things, we'll be able to in planner see, okay, great on the seventh, here's the content that will be going out to our customers, right? And this is what will be supporting. These are the initiatives and these are the channels and mechanisms in which our customers will see that. So, and that will be visible and we'll share that, that planner um, more broadly with the organization. And so people can go and actually see that whenever they'd want. Maybe they don't have editing ability, but they'll be able to at least view that to see, okay, great. Like I'm curious to see 
product track, which might be purple, right? Like, okay, well, what, what product messaging do we have going out and when? Um, yep. So I think that's the way that we're hoping to bridge that gap a little bit initially. We'll see if, if Planner solves that problem. I don't see us investing in another technology to support that just yet, um, but that's our initial thoughts. Yeah. And I think, so, I mean, largely, I think we're thinking about this the same way. The only, it sounds like the only nuance between our approaches right now is that um, we might have this centralized team kind of come up with messaging and come up with a core message and then give the autonomy for the channel owners to adapt that for their channel. And it sounds like you're thinking about that a little different where the core message will already be done. And then, you know, these two to three marketers or, you know, some folks that are in charge of messaging are going to write the content for all channels. Um, it sounds like, but I like the, yeah, that's kind of the direction that we're thinking. I mean, like based on the way our team is structured and the way that we've got resources, I don't see another way working for us today. But again, we, yeah. we're about half, you know, we're probably more than half the size you guys. So. Yeah. I like the, um, we're also big on the one topic that could be interesting in the future is the measurement piece, which I think is going to be really fun for us to figure this out uh, yeah. as we go. One other question I was going to ask you too, are you, are you thinking about communicating this out to your customers? Like, Hey, we've started this new method of communicating with you or like we're thinking about this new centralized team. Like, is there any way that you're thinking about trying to rally your customers around this, this fact? Yeah. So my goal is to hopefully operationalize this in the month of October, right? So everything, all of our pieces in place. And like, we feel like it's a good model that we can kind of operationalize around. What we'll do is I send out a customer newsletter that goes out um, usually within two to three days of the first of the month, depending on what the first of the month when it falls. And so the, the first part of the newsletter that goes out is kind of like a message from me on what's going on, what's exciting, what we're working on. So the one that went out for October was all about 2021 20, planning and kind of what we're hearing from other customers and themes. The next one that I'll do in November might be inclusive of this, right? So that would be the mechanism and how I might disseminate that. Um, and then we've also got our, our customer conference coming up in which I'm doing one of the keynotes talking about a lot of the things that we're changing and we're involving. So this might be a snippet in a, in a talk track that I have just in terms of like, yeah. how we're, we're betting, better supporting our customers into the future. Cool. Awesome. That aligns, that aligns well with what we're doing too. Cool. All right. Like, Go ahead, Jeff. I was going to say, I like, I didn't, I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't uh, jot down her, uh, her newsletter that she sends out to customers that comes from her as an, uh, as an idea for you. Well, only the top of it is from me, right? Like the, the news yeah, 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 yeah. all of our important content, but the first the, and that, paragraph is from me every month. If, if I know Jay, I'm just waiting for him to be like, that's a cool idea, Jeff. We're going to do that. Like I'm going to start writing this on a monthly basis. So I'm it's just 150 waiting. words. It actually probably takes me the longest to write every single Oh man. Month. I like it. You've, uh, you've abridged it, right? 150 words. 150 words. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we should definitely start doing that. I've never used that few <laughs> words before to convey anything. So you guys can imagine how difficult of a challenge that is. Hey, you know what? Less is more, Christy. All right. This has been a good discussion. So we got to wrap it up. Um, join us every Wednesday uh, for this. If, if you're on LinkedIn, like 1230 Eastern time is when we, when we try to jump on. But um, good discussion. We should definitely revisit this in another month or so. We're going to be yeah. rolling it out at our customer conference too. Uh, we'll have to figure out if we can... Uh, if we can start a newsletter and, and roll it out there as well. But we're going to be hitting all the channels with the news that we're hitting all the channels. So, uh, but good discussion. All right, guys. Awesome. Enjoy the rest of the day. All right, guys. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Christy. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the Gain, Grow, Retain podcast. If you liked what you heard, please take a moment and share the podcast with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.